Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show that's coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Wow. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Uh, It's so great to be connecting with all of you. It's so great. Great, great, great. Thank you so much. We've got a great lineup for both, uh, you know, for both hours today. So it's wonderful, you know, to have you join us. You know, today we're going to kick it off, Benny. We're going to kick it off here with Roberta Grimes joining us here today. Yeah, liberating Jesus. And that is something that is not just about a phrase that you want to know. But it's her fabulous latest book. And what does that mean when we say liberating Jesus? We're going to talk with Roberta about that. You know, this attorney and afterlife expert uh, is one of the world's foremost authorities on death and afterlife. You know, and you could think about and look at what she's done, her studies, how she's written about this, how she's written, you know, the fun of dying and the fun of staying in touch and on and on and on. But then what is it that happens to us when we have sort of a spiritual epiphany, you know, an awakening of many, many layers? Well, what you have is uh, not just a willingness, but a passion to share what you've learned or share how the world is changing from what we think to what we're knowing. Today, it's so great to have her here. Uh, as somebody that has not just said, I, yeah, I think I'm going to talk a little bit about spirituality. Maybe I'll talk about, you know, God, consciousness, universe. Oh, and by the way, I'm going to talk about Jesus today. Liberating Jesus is her latest book. And so I am so thrilled to be talking with Roberta, all of you all, and get ready to step into this conversation. Roberta, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. Oh, I'm delighted to be here. What a great introduction that was. Thank you so much. Well, how fun is this? Because, you know, (laughs) I can remember when it was really unpopular even to use the term Jesus, uh, let alone to be talking about it and writing about it, Uh, and then to be talking about the world we live in today in a very different way. Um, I, I mean, so different, so different than when I was growing up that if you were to step back for a minute and look at, quote, religion, there is one of the largest and fastest growing uh, communities now, Christian communities in the United States that is non-denominational and they consider themselves non-religious. And I thought to myself, what? what what is that about and you know you look back at you know the thought you know the the gentleman that started you know this pathway who left the southern baptist church so 
I want to start with the conversation before we jump into the book, before we look at who is Jesus. Has the world changed? What are you sensing is going on right now that is very different than even 10 years ago, like when I started this 10 years ago, right? What are you sensing, Roberta, about this? And it's so great to have you back. Thank you. Oh, it isn't. I'm sensing it. So is, as you point out, so is everybody else. And what we're told is going on is nothing less than the elevation of the consciousness of every human being on this planet. It's being orchestrated way above our pay grade. Uh And it's happening fast. I mean, when The Fun of Dying came out, uh, it was a different world. I would be speaking before people. They'd have no idea what I was talking about. Now... If, and it started to really shift right about the end of 2012. I don't think it had anything to do with the Mayans, but you never know. Yeah. However, nowadays, everybody is aware that something extraordinary is happening. Uh, um, and it's actually one of the reasons we we're having more trouble in the world, because what's happening is the forces of negativity are being squeezed now. And that's what's causing a lot of the things we think must be bad news. It's actually good news. It's like a fever is rising, which is going to need to break in order for the truth to overspread the world. But it's going to happen. We're told it will happen, and soon. Yeah. And the energy that's kind of underneath this and behind this is really fascinating to look at. I mean, we have uh, everything from... uh, People protesting at 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 the at the Olympics about doping, to a conglomerate, millions of people saying, "Stop with the negative stuff. Stop with the name calling." I mean, that is like an energy, right? That we feel going on, and it's an energy that's reaching past the borders of the United States, far beyond this. Can you describe what that energy is? Now, my friend says. Well, it took a dark night to have the shiny nights show up. And I I said, I don't even understand what that means. But I'd love to hear from you for a minute on that. Well, uh, here's the thing. Uh, What afterlife researchers have discovered is a whole new physics, a whole Uh. new way of looking at reality. It's entirely consciousness-based. And consciousness is uh, actually, human consciousness is the only thing that exists. Everything else is an artifact of it. And Max Planck, who got the 1918 Nobel Prize as the father of quantum mechanics, actually is the discoverer of this core energy. Um, he called it mind. You can call it God. doesn't really matter. It's nothing like the Christian God. But that energy vibrates at a, at a, a rate, uh, which at the very highest rate is love. The very lowest rate is fear. It's all governed by emotion. So what scientists are, scientists are hopelessly in the weeds because they think consciousness comes out of your brain, which is the opposite of what's true. That's like looking for electricity inside your toaster. And um, they think that, that uh, emotion is just an artifact of this consciousness is an artifact of your brain. That's not true either. Emotion is the core propellant of the energy, which is the only thing that exists. Huh. When you get that, so many more things make sense. But it's this fear-based negativity, um, hatred, anger, all the kinds of, you know, grief, uh, envy, uh, all greed, all those negative things are being squeezed now. And, and a lot of it is, is coming out, as you point out, as protests, as terrorism, as sort of the last, last gasp in this world of, of negativity. 
because more and more people are finding that they're more love-based in everything yeah. they do and think. Yeah. And I, that brings me to, you know, speaking with you, uh, and I love that we have a full hour to chat, you and I, uh, and our listeners, and we're going to give copies of the book away. But, you know, that brings me to the conversation about the book. And, you know, when we when we look at this book and it says Liberating Jesus, I think the first question is that many of us have gone down the path to explore, you know, not just who is Jesus, but what does Jesus stand for both today and always? You want me to answer that question? I'd love for you to dig right into those. What, what we have come to understand is that Jesus actually came as God on Earth to try to understand, and I'm, I'm not talking as a Christian, I'm talking as a scientist now, yeah. to try to understand how our giving us free will, which is what's necessary for us to grow spiritually, which is why we're here, but giving us free will really had, ca- had caused us even then to begin to screw up badly. And in the person of Jesus, God told us how to fix it, and that's the gospel teaching. And the problem is that there was a religion then put together based in first century Judaism, which to this day, 2,000 years later, uh, has people still entranced with this temporary wrapping of religion that Paul, bless you Paul, put around those teachings to preserve them. But the wrapping is not important. What's important is the gift, and the gift is those teachings that most people ignore. Well, and, you know, there are teachings that, I mean, here's what I'm always amazed by, right? I'm always amazed by the many different forms of teachings that have been documented. I mean, I've I've been stunned about this even as a young child. Uh, I always would ask the question, wow, you know, I shouldn't ask it like that, Roberta. I'm just going <laughs> to tell you. But, you know, as a kid, I was always amazed at all of the different writings I mean, my history is I grew up Catholic. My dad married a Southern Baptist. And then there you go. Right? <laughs> so there you go. Yes. There you go. Uh, yeah, yes. that that's it. And, you know, part of that is I got to experience a lot of things in writing. You know, scriptures, you know, Bible, versions of the Bible. And now here we are. And we're now looking at, well, should I say it? new writings, if we could call them new, about the way things are are talked about. But how does our experience of afterlife, how does the experience of afterlife bring us to a new conversation about all of this? You know, what is it that we've learned from the Gospels, right? And yeah. how do we integrate that conversation into what so many people are talking about, but you very specifically, about modern afterlife and what does it mean? Let's take a short break. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Roberta about all of that. She's going to take us on a journey here today. We're going to get on a journey here today. And why is it that so many people across the globe believe in a power greater than themselves? And some people actually believe that that power is also within themselves. Stay tuned. We'll be right back talking about Jesus today. We'll be right back.
Tune in to The Truth is Funny with Colette Stephan each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show will have you thinking outside the box and riding the wave of infinite potential. Join Colette on the Higher Self Network, inspiring listeners to shine their brilliance and ensure success while roaring with laughter as they recognize the humor of the giant cosmic joke. Visit TheTruthIsFunny.com. Wow. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Uh, Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm telling you, I got to pinch myself some days because when each of us gets called to do something that we so not thought was in our wheelhouse to do for a purpose that's so much greater than us, we get to show up and shine. If you would like to show up and shine on the Dr. Pat Show as a co-host or sponsor, send us an email to inspire at thedrpatshow.com. Tune in to the Angels and Answers Psychic Radio Show with Clairvoyance Artie Hoffman and Sky Siegel every Thursday for a two-hour show, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Transformation Talk Radio. Artie and Sky deliver spiritual and motivational messages with passion and a sense of humor. Call in 800-930-2819 for live and on-air readings. Visit ArtieHoffman.com and SkyOfAngels.com. Are you anxious? Worried or insecure? Hi, I'm Dr. Friedman Schaub. I'm the author of The Fear and Anxiety Solution. Join me for my next breakthrough video seminar, which starts on September 10th. This program has helped thousands of people worldwide to overcome their struggles with anxiety, and I'm certain it can also help you. If you're ready to be free again and have a stronger foundation of inner peace and confidence, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. Are you ready for a game changer? Sarah Westall is bringing you Business Game Changers Radio. Sarah brings you leading experts, visionaries, and newsmakers who provide the best commentary on big issues and cutting-edge innovations. Sarah's 20 years as a business executive will help you think like an entrepreneur with expertise, energy, and attitude. Tune in to Business Game Changers Mondays at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Wow, everybody, welcome back. We have a couple of different things that we're going to be giving away here today. You know, one of them is we're going to be given a couple of copies of Liberating Jesus, and we're going to be given a couple of copies of The Fun of Growing Forever. Uh, both of those are fabulous because they have so such an important level of meaning in the world we live in today. 
Um, and, you know, Roberta, it's great to have you here. Roberta Grimes joining me here today. Um, I want to step back and give you an opportunity to, to, to just share, the, you know, some of the many, many things that you do include in the book. But most importantly, to talk with us about why this is a, an important message for our time. And what does this mean? What does this mean when we say liberating Jesus? And I love the way that you've written this book. I mean, for any of us that have spent any time at all, you know, looking at scriptures, looking at different spiritual platforms, you really lead us through this book at word by word, line by line, and reference by reference to a new level of understanding. So thank you for the yeah, thank you for the beautiful way you did this. But many people may be asking this question, what does this mean liberating Jesus? Wasn't Jesus liberated? No. Um, one of the things that uh, I have been, it, it, which I never had talked about until I wrote this book, was yeah. uh, I've been a scholar of Christianity all my life. I had two experiences of light in childhood, and by my teens, I was reading the Bible. I read it repeatedly, cover to cover. I, I majored in early Christian history in college. I've been on a very intense voyage as a very strict Christian most of my life, but then I was doing this parallel thing of of researching the afterlife, and we have beginning uh, late 19th, early 20th century, abundant and consistent information about what happens when we when we die and what happens after death, and it's all so consistent, it has to be real, and it points to a whole new, greater reality, much bigger than the whole universe. So there, there came a day in my 50s when I had a crisis, and my crisis was this. I had looked very hard for it, but I could find not a single bit of evidence that any of the things, any of the things I had believed as a Christian was true. Not one of them. There's no anthropomorphic God with a beard who judges us. You know, none of it. Jesus, there's no evidence we're judged by anyone but ourselves, and there's no evidence that the death of Jesus on the cross ever redeemed anybody from anything or needed to. So that was when I went back into my Bible that I'd read repeatedly and actually read the Gospels just the Gospels, without the trappings of the rest of the Bible, and that was the greatest day of my life, because having, you know, done a lot of that research about the afterlife, I discovered that 2,000 years ago, Jesus told us things about God, reality, death, the afterlife, and the meaning and purpose of our lives that we could not have confirmed by any means until the 20th century. Mm -hmm. He and the dead perfectly agreed about all this stuff. So, Christianity was wrong, but boy, Jesus was right, and he could not have been right about so many things if indeed he had not been God's messenger on earth, or, or what, what I'm told now by the dead is he actually was God on earth. We don't know that mm. it ever happened before or since, but it happened that one time. Mm. So, <laughs> that started me on this whole new journey. Yes, it's important we know what happens at and after death, but wow, since we're here to learn how to live, how to love, how to how to raise our spiritual vibration as rapidly as possible, why not look at the most efficient way to do it? And Jesus gave it to us right in the Gospels. Mm. What do you think are, uh, and let's just get right to some of this, if we could. Um, what would you say uh, are, is at the top of your list, or, you know, let's just say the top three. I don't want to put you completely on the spot. At the top three of what you would consider misunderstandings. Um, because I know that I have a few where I've had to figure out for myself, oh, wait a minute, 
I don't know that that really did mean that. I need to really look at that differently. And I love that you talked about this. I love that you talked about the fact that these messages and these teachings are so definitely pointed to the time we live in now. I, yeah. I really, and I, I think there are some of them that are directed at uh, a thousand years from now, actually. But yeah. can you talk about, you know, from your perspective, what has come to mind as, a, you know, as somebody that is a scholar and, and, and your, own, uh, your, your own experiences, what do you think is at the top of your list in terms of misunderstandings? Well, the first big misunderstanding uh, that we all have is that somehow we're mortal. We're not. We are part of the same consciousness energy that continuously brings forth the universe. We are eternal by definition. We never began, we never will end, and that's true of each of us. That's the first big thing we don't get. The second thing is that God is anything to be feared. You know, Christians even say God-fearing is kind of a compliment, so he's a good God-fearing man. On the contrary, remember, love is the highest spiritual vibration, fear is the lowest. When Mm -hmm. Jesus was asked what was the most important commandment, he said, you will love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. You cannot love what you fear. They're, They're at opposite ends of the spectrum. So the biggest thing that Christians get wrong is the notion that God is to be feared. God is only to be loved. So then we come to the third thing they get wrong, the notion that somehow Jesus came to be redeemed as, as a, a, a blood sacrifice to redeem us from our sins, that that's nonsense, that, that it demeans Jesus, it humiliates God. How could anybody ever, how could I ever have believed it? Boy, I did for many years, but it's wrong. Jesus came to, as our teacher, as he said. He came as our teacher, and he said, if we will follow his teachings, he said, to quote, if you hold to my teachings, you are really my disciples, then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. That's John 8, 31, 32, and it's absolutely right. It frees you from fear, and it frees you from the low energy vibrations that now take over the world. The, the great thing about the teachings of Jesus is they're so easy to follow, and they work so fast. That's what the fun of growing forever is about, and it is just literally out this week. Wow. You know, when we're thinking about, you know, the news that is now coming to the forefront and the ideas coming to the forefront and how it really challenges, you know, some of the traditional thinking of things, I think we got a really, a a really important sense of it. And, you know, in the, you know, this, in having a a new Pope come to the forefront that in many, many words, uh, ways is quite controversial, but has come out early on and has said some things that have opened the doors for a new understanding. How do we make sense of, or how do we look at, you know, some of the people that are coming to the forefront, everyone from a, from a pope uh, that really is looked at as a maverick to a young woman who gets shot several times, one time in the hell, in the head, uh, Malala Yosafzai, yeah. who says that I will not be persecuted for this you know are, are we seeing the many many forms shall i say of of christ consciousness now come to the forefront to teach us perhaps in a different way yes i, I one of the things that's clear is that each of us hears differently each of us learns a little differently and so there there is a message that will speak truth to each person listening it might not be this message 
but it's out there, and when you hear it, you'll resonate with it just as if it's just as if it's part of the same bell that you are, and then you really can grow spiritually. One of the things that seems to be clear is that some people really thrive in Eastern traditions and can grow spiritually very well, in you know, with meditation, yoga, and a guru, and all of that. But there are many of us who just can't. I mean, we are yeah. living our lives. We need something yeah. simple. And frankly, most Westerners are scared to death of God no matter what, because they were raised that way. Mm. So they're afraid to do anything that's not Christian. What could be more Christian than following the gospel? You know, you've, you've got this book out, and, and, you know, you're out in the world and you're talking about it, certainly here. And what I'd like to be able to do right now is, for those of you out there, 1-800-930-2819. Love to give a copy of the book away to our first caller, 1-800-930-2819. Um, and, you know, you talk about uh, many, many things in the book. Uh, but one of the things that you, you really do really call out for, for a lot of people in the book Liberating Jesus is, you know, this idea of forgiving. Learning to forgive is important. Chapter 8, learning to forgive is important. And I wanted you to talk about that for a few minutes because we've heard how it is important, but we don't really quite get it. Otherwise, I would believe that there'd be more people walking around today that could do it really well. <laughs> the thing we, we don't understand is that forgiveness uh, is the most essential spiritual uh, 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 skill. And the reason is simple. You, if once you, until you have learned what amounts to radical forgiveness, you really can't properly even love your fellow man. Jesus said the first commandment is love the Lord your God, and then he said... The second is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. You can't do that uh, unless you have learned absolute, radical, complete forgiveness. What I do in The Fun of Growing Forever is show you how to make forgiveness pretty easy and, and something that you can put behind you forever so that you things, things will never bother you again because if it doesn't rile you up, then you don't need to forgive it, do you? No. Uh, it, no. But it's a, it's a state of... Forgiveness is a state of mind. It's a state of heart, which is so peaceful and so joyous that everybody should do it just for your own sake because it feels so good and it's so liberating. And I don't care what awful things have happened in your life. This is all just a play anyway. Life is tiny. You're an eternal being in your in your eternal life. This is just an eye blink. So whatever horrible things have happened, they're all forgivable. It's, it's, there really isn't much difference between a step toe and a murder, I say, in the the, uh, um, the fun of growing forever. And people have said, oh, that's terrible. I, but <sighs> it's true. It's true because nobody ever dies. Mm. And that's true. We, all we're doing is learning to raise our spiritual vibration. Here's another beautiful thing. If you raise your spiritual vibration, you are able to help to fix the world because we're all part of that one eternal being that we might call God, although it's not like the Christian God. And so when you become more loving, it's impossible for other people to be unaffected by it. If 10% of the people in the world would truly follow these exercises and live this way, there'd be no more ISIS. I mean, it's that simple. We are all part of one being. So that's why this is really urgent. Do it for yourself because it makes you so happy. <laughs> But my goodness, do it to help to save the world. It's the only thing that will. Uh, and there, you know, if you think about the physics of it all, that's the, that has to be true. Uh -huh. The negative thing we do to fight ISIS only makes it worse. 
Well, you know, when we're, th- yeah, and, you know, kind of the energy that really gets around all of that is, it's not just an energy of, oh, by the way, um, you know, it's an energy of, oh, my gosh, I'm scared to death. Let's yeah. take a short break. Yeah, when we come back, you know, I want to talk with you about, uh, certainly about liberating Jesus, but also about the fun of growing forever. And, you know, we don't really think about the fun of growing we don't really think about the fun part of that, you know, because not many of us have been told that growing forever is really a cool thing, right? Really a cool thing. Let's go to break, everybody. We will be right back with the show. Are you searching? Looking for a sign? A message you need to hear? From the great unknown? From the most mysterious place? That is the most familiar to your soul? In the depths of who you are? The universe puts someone here to talk to. Someone God gave a blessing to. That you may find insight with. TheAngelLady.net 1-800-323-1790 Chris Stainis is a spiritual leader and healer and teaches a course on how you can transform your life through a meditation and healing system that will manifest your spirit's dreams. She manifested the Women of Wisdom Conference, the Women of Wisdom book, and this radio show. And she can show you how to change your life, too. Are you ready? Visit the website and contact her at VoicesOfWomenToday.com. That's VoicesOfWomenToday.com. What is a brilliant culture? And how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rowley has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you design a culture that is authentic, innovative, and successful. Learn how to create change with Cultural Brilliance Radio, the DNA of organizational excellence, and Claudette Rowley. To learn more or work with Claudette, visit ClaudetteRowley.com. Hi, this is Leslie Fontaine. Are you driven by your victimized inner child? Does your child scream at the possibility of the unknown? Remember, your child couldn't drive a car, go to the grocery store, say no, control her time, or make money. Panic surfaces when we empower ourselves, start something new, or just say no. That child doesn't know the big you can take care of yourself. Rather than fight, embrace her. Let him know you can take care of him. This is a big part of healing for many of us. Need help? Visit LeslieFontaine.com and let's talk about unfolding all that you want to be, do, and have. There are individual sessions, classes, and audio products to help remove the blocks and move you into your potential. And listen to my show, Share Alchemy on Transformation Talk Radio, Wednesdays at 10 Pacific, 1 Eastern. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Thank you. 
Hey, everybody, welcome back. Uh, before we give away another copy of Liberating Jesus by my very special guest, Roberta Grimes, um, I, Roberta, what is the best way for people to find out more about you and certainly to get their own copy of the book? Well, my website is robertagrimes.com. Um, the book is available in bookstores, in some bookstores, uh, of course, always on Amazon. And it's right now being translated into 33 languages. So it'll be available wow. in all those languages worldwide within the next few months. Uh, well, thank you, thank you, thank you for that. Um, I also wanted to make sure, uh, for those of you out there, it's very easy to find uh, Roberta. Just go to robertagrimes.com. Um, and let's give a copy, Benny, a second copy away of Liberating Jesus. I was really struck by a couple of things in the book and also, uh, uh, you know, the crossover to the fun of growing forever. Uh, I said before the break is the growing forever part was, you know, part of something I grew up with and, you know, come to really believe in rarely was it put by the fun the fun part um but i think part of that has something to do with one of the chapters that you have in the book and that is the chapter that i believe is one of the greatest misconceptions perhaps we have or the shall i call it one of our biggest disbeliefs and that is the kingdom of god is within you and you've written an entire chapter on this um, and and that chapter, of course, is a chapter where you take us through and have a conversation with us. And then following that chapter is love is God's only law. I don't think there's a mistake that you got both of these back to back. But no. what have you discovered along the way about this idea of the kingdom of heaven? Even though in scripture, it's exactly what it says. We just don't want to believe that. Well, the kingdom of heaven, um, Jesus uses two phrases. He uses the kingdom of God and the kingdom of heaven. Yep. And he uses them a little bit interchangeably, but I think they're distinct. The kingdom of God is is basically being able to literally be of such a high vibration that you are in intimate communion with God. But the kingdom of of heaven seems to be the sixth level of the afterlife level of vibration. Very, very highly developed spiritually. And what he, what he said when he was here was that if people followed his teaching, we would bring the kingdom of heaven on earth. Everybody would, living on earth would be of that high vibration. Now, people hearing this are saying, ah, who cares about vibrations? Who cares? And who cares about spiritual growth either? You know, pass the beer. Well, here's the thing. Spiritual growth feels like being in love with everything, everywhere, everybody, all the time. Spiritual growth is the most delicious feeling you can possibly imagine. It is happiness beyond anything that any, anyone ever on earth has dreamed of. Spiritual growth feels really, really good. Um, I, I tell people, and this is true, I mean, in, on, the, in, on the sixth level, on the upper parts, actually, of the afterlife, they, they do, they're able to do a body-melding thing that feels like a whole-body orgasm. I mean, <laughs> this is not a stuffy thing. This is about becoming happy on every, every level. That's what we're here to try to learn to do. And, and Jesus does say that if enough people will do this and follow his teachings, and they're really simple, and I can tell you why, why they work so well, if you'd like, but, but if we follow his teachings, we'll bring the kingdom of heaven on earth. Why isn't that huge news? It's right in the Gospels. It's just been ignored for 2,000 years. Well, that's my question. You know, I, you, you just get, you know, you kind of zoomed in on the question. 
why why isn't that huge news well don't you think part of the reason is that it's it, it is that it's not huge news because we've had a thousands of years to really kind of take a look at those original writings or you know some people say there are new writings yes there are new writings um but we've had a really long time to unbelieve that do you know what i mean by unbelieve We've had a really long time for doubt to really seep in. Even to this day, you know, we will argue for our limitations. The core problem we have is is the Christianity as it is now practiced has a shortcut, a really simple, easy shortcut. You just claim Jesus as your personal Savior. You cut right to the head of heaven's line. It's like you got to get out of hell free card if you just say that Jesus saved you. Well, that is absolutely bogus. Jesus never said it. Mm. I don't think Paul ever really said it either, although I've studied him less than I've studied the Gospels. Mm-hmm. But that, this, this, is, this is Christian doctrine that came out of 2,000 years of clergymen trying to understand something they could not possibly have understood. We can now begin to understand it. We are enlightened now, but there's no earthly reason why our understanding of yeah. God and our understanding of the Lord has to remain in the first century. I mean, Mm -hmm. let's grow up spiritually. Mm. It's time. Well, you had a special guide along the way. Yes. Right? (laughs) And I'm always fascinated to talk to you about this, because I think we all have special guides. I don't think that all of us are awake enough to hear our special guides. Um, But I want to talk with you a minute about your special guide, uh, let's shall we say primary guide, and, you know, how, how being able to tap in to that energy, to that conversation, and your primary guide was was once Thomas Jeff- Jefferson. Um, how messages are now being uh, given to us, you know, and why why are these guides trying to get our attention? Tell us a little bit about that for you, because I can only imagine that that had to come for come to you at a very very important time in your evolution here. Yeah, it was it was a shock. Yeah. Here's the thing: we all have a primary guide who signs up before we're born, helps us make our life plan, and and guides us through our life plan. And I so I knew I had one, and uh, I I would learn to work with them. Uh, it, and this is something anyone can do: when you have a question or you wonder about something, just ask it clearly, and then go. To sleep, and when you wake up in the morning, you'll often have the answer. It may not be the one you wanted, but it'll huh. still pay attention to what's in your mind. But he jumped into my life a year and a half ago, uh, which is against, by the way, the the rules of the union if you're a primary guide. But he needed me to do something I wasn't doing during. I was refusing to do actually during our nighttime guidance sessions, and that was to write Liberating Jesus. He had written a book when he was in his Jefferson. By the way, it wasn't even his last lifetime. He had one more lifetime and then stopped incarnating. He had written a book as Jefferson, which he said was was a version of Liberating Jesus, but he hadn't published it because the time wasn't right. And he said, now the time is right, and I want you to write it for this modern age, and I'll help you do it. So, okay, I was sort of a Jefferson fan anyway, and quite surprised to find out we had this connection, and and that's where all of that, uh, that's how this all started for me. But I would not have written this book had I not become convinced that this is what the Lord wants. Mm -hmm. Jesus has, has told those on the upper levels of reality that it is time for him to give his new revelation. And Thomas tells me I was selected 20 plus years ago 
to write the Lord's new revelation, which, by the way, turns out to be exactly the same as his old revelation that we've been ignoring for 2,000 years. It's nothing new. I mean, he doesn't even use any of the Gospels except the four canonical Gospels. He's very specific. He's saying to people, look, you packaged my teachings in this first century religion, and you've ignored my teachings. You've paid attention to the religion. I think, frankly, between you and me, that if you read the Gospels open-mindedly, you see yeah. it really came to abolish religions as superstitions and to teach us to relate to God on our own, because, as you point out, God is in us all. God, We are part of God directly. We don't need a religion in between. So he came to teach that, and people then were too primitive to get it. But we're not too primitive now. We can get it. And uh, he's, so people say, when is he coming? He's here now. He's mm-hmm. here right now, and he's teaching us as if we were all on the shore of Galilee. He's saying, look, this is what I said, and this is what I meant. And if you all follow these teachings, we will bring the kingdom of God on earth. It's simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think one of the, the more, and we're going to skip break here. I'd love to give a copy of the, the uh, uh, next book away in a minute. But one, one of the more controversial things that I think you take on in the book, if I can just get right to it, is... Uh, I know a little bit about some of these scriptures myself. I mean, I shared with with you and the listeners. I had a very very young age. I had both Catholicism and a Southern Baptist experience, and that was a that was a fun household. I'm telling you oh, about yeah. that right there. Um, <laughs> but one of the things that I love in here that was part of myself and my sisters really kind of rebelling in a lot of ways was this this one phrase that you talk about truly truly i say to you unless one is born again he cannot see the kingdom of god and and that became such controversy at our at, at some of our family events because when i saw that i mean later on in life or for whatever reason i thought i'm coming back and i can remember these conversations at family time just about this uh, especially after a sermon uh, by by our, our pastor down the street there in Virginia. But what let's talk about what you write about this in the book. Well, um, we know from the uh, Council of Nicaea in 325 that they deliberately mm-hmm. removed, from, but they edited the Gospels. They took stuff out, mm-hmm. they put stuff in, which tells you how little value they placed on the words of Jesus, but that's another story. But they took out every reference they could find to reincarnation, and the reason was they wanted people to take this life seriously, and they didn't want them to think they'd get another chance. So they right there screwed Christianity up 300 and, uh, uh, 1,700 years ago. They removed them all except for one. In fact, I'm told there's another one there, but I'm not sophisticated enough to <laughs> print it out. He, he, Jesus says, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Yeah. Well, Nicodemus says, how can a man be born when he's old? He can't enter a second time in his mother's womb. Jesus says, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. If you've ever watched a child being born and then screaming, you know what that means. Totally. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the Spirit is spirit. And then he says, the wind blows where it wishes, and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it comes from and where it's going. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. We are spirit. In between our lives, we actually are, just like that, able to go and come and do all of these things. Jesus was telling us, 
We have to be born another time. You standing here talking to me, you're going to be born again and again. And in between, you will be the wind that blows where it, where it blows and so on. But spirit is what he really was talking about. This is, this is parts of this, this uh, passage. By the way, it's John 3, uh, John 3, 3 to 8. Yeah, three, Parts of it, yeah. Make, make, it makes no sense if you if you see it as some something about being quote born again having to do with what I mean just saying hey I've been born again Jesus isn't saying that Jesus, Christianity is not meant to be of words it's it's meant to be of work and effort and that's what Jesus tells us is it's not just claim Jesus claim you're born again claim Jesus died for you that's not what it is. That's all on the surface. When you do the exercises that Jesus is telling us we must do, it transforms us internally. We're, we mm-hmm. are we are elevated internally in a permanent way. And the problem is, for for thousands of years, people have not known that we even were here to learn to grow spiritually. So they come back over and over and over again. We've all been here, nearly all of us, probably hundreds of times, and we that doesn't need to be the case. If you want to do it, you could make this your last earth lifetime. I don't care how old, well, I guess I do care a little bit how old you <laughs> are, but if you're, if you're below retirement age, you can make it your last earth lifetime. That's how easy it is to do this right. But, but, but you're right about that. Um, there, there's another thing that has caused a lot of controversy. <laughs> Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the light. Nobody comes to the Father but through me, and so the fundamentalists say, aha, you've got to be a Christian. No. What Jesus said was what was important to him. My teachings are the way, the truth, and the light. No one comes to the Father but through my teachings. Absolutely right. But you don't have to be a Christian. You don't even have to have heard what Jesus' words are. Jesus says that the golden rule is, sums up the whole law and the prophets. It's all simple. Do to others as you would have them do to you. Yeah. I have to tell you that I I have a friend. I grew up with a number of people in the Bronx, and uh, many of my friends were Jewish. And I will tell you that their interpretation of that part of the Scripture, and I have to tell you there are more people than you think that read the Bible. But that particular statement that's in the Bible, that particular teaching, uh, one of my friends used to tease me all the time about it and say to me, oh, you're all supposed to be Jewish. And I thought, (laughs) oh, wait let me go back and it's like wait a minute let me go back and read that right because yes. we actually forget that don't we yeah oh, wait, no, let I... me go back. my friend's like oh yeah you still don't get it you're supposed to be jewish yeah it, it's well jesus was jewish and still right is. he never he never converted to christianity Nope, that's what that, and that's what she's saying about it. <laughs> right. You know, that's what she's saying. He's, she's yeah. saying, it, it, you know, listen, if you're going to take this stuff literally, then we're expecting all of you to be showing up, you know, show up at temple. Um, but most importantly in the book, and I know we only have a few minutes left, you you carve out a, a section in the book where you talk about the teachings and Jesus's mission. And I would love to talk with you about that, because I believe the mission is the thing, the way you describe it in the book, I believe that is something that is open to the world. Uh, And for those of you out there, I'd love to give a copy of The Fun of Growing Forever, 1-800-930-2819. But can you talk in in the last few minutes we have about the mission? It's it's really simple. Um, yes. If you read the Gospels closely, you see that what Jesus came to do was to teach us to relate to God on our own and to teach us 
that the, we are here to learn and grow spiritually, and if we don't grow spiritually, we fall backward. So it's, you can't stay still. Uh, and growing spiritually is simply learning to love perfectly and learning to forgive completely, although it turns out you have to do it in reverse order. And he came to tell us that when we do these things, the kingdom of heaven will overspread the earth. He says these things right in the Gospels. He didn't come to establish a religion, and he didn't come to teach us to fear God. He came to teach us. Actually, he says, um, and this is something no, no church talks about, he says the rules are love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, love your neighbor as yourself. And then he says, in that consists the whole law and the prophets. Now, in his day, the law and the prophets was what the Jews called our Old Testament. So Jesus told us 2,000 years ago, throw away the Old Testament and replace it with God's law of love. This is the true new revelation that Jesus mm-hmm. came to bring us. It's all love. And he's right about that as he's right about so many things. And remember, this is 2,000 years ago. I mean, back then, they barely had discovered fire almost, and he knew all of this back then. He's truly, he truly came to everyone, too. I mean, this is, these are, are universal principles which anyone can follow. You don't need to be religious. You don't have to have anything other than a wish to grow, and frankly, a wish to be happy, because I don't think there's any other way to be truly happy than to develop spiritually to the point where, you, where, where Jesus is trying to take us. It yeah. makes us, I've lived both ways, dear, and I can't tell you the, the differences. I would take me a book to write about the differences. Oh, yeah. That, that there are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I want to ask you this kind of really interesting question that's not off topic. I think it's highly related. Um, I do relate to our pop culture. There's no question about it. And I'm struck by not just the number of movies that are out about afterlife, movies about Jesus, but now what we're looking at is we're, we're looking at the rise of female energy. Now, what do I even mean by that? Am I referring to Wonder Woman? Absolutely. I am referring to that. Uh, I'm also referring to the fact that uh, the entire pop culture is in arms, that you present Wonder Woman as a warrior, and now you're going to take her back in the next movie as somebody naive in World War II. So number one. But number two, Mary Magdalene. The focus on Mary Magdalene now, it's just burgeoning. Not that we've not had that focus, But here we are with a movie that is, I don't know, people are saying it's going to be controversial. It's coming out in 2017. You know, anytime uh, Joaquin Phoenix and Rooney Mara are in a movie like that, you you know. So can you can you tell me, uh, Mary, Mary Magdalene, what's your sense of that? Well, number one, there's a lot of evidence that she was actually Jesus's wife and they had several children together, um, and I think that's just fine and probably uh, inevitable since he was living at a time when uh, people married, everybody married, and, and they married very young. Mm-hmm. Uh, but number two, I think it's important to remember that this division between male warriors and female sissies is, is really a recent yeah. cultural invention. Yeah, um, We've all lived multiple lives, primarily as one gender, but once in a while as another. All of my my lifetimes I've, I'm aware of. I've been male. Uh, and this yeah. I came back to, as a female this time for a very specific, narrow purpose. And it screwed me up a bit as a child. I tell people I was transgendered till I, my hormones kicked in. I really wanted to be a boy. 
Mm-hmm. But it, of course, I was used to that. My first memory of discovering something big was missing from my body is vivid in my mind, and I couldn't have been more than a, you know a year old. But the point is, we are all one being. The female aspect, the male aspect, yeah. they're all in each of us, and we are all one being together. So uh, anything, uh, all this, this, you know, feminism is nonsense, and and the notion that 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 um, you know men have to do this or that is nonsense. We're all people, and we we must love and accept mm. and share and and in, in joy of everybody, or else we are just doing it wrong. That's not what life is about. Yeah, and it's hard. And, you know, suffering uh, is not something that I think we find in the writing in the way that we like to talk about it in the world today. Um, Geez, I want to thank you for today. I cannot believe how quickly the hour goes by. Um, But I did want to just ask you about your personal message. I mean, there's so many things we could talk about. I got so many notes on the book. but I also wanted to ask you, there's many things in this book. What is the personal message? What would you like to leave us with here? And thank you so much for this. You are a powerful, eternal being. You never begin. You never will end. And you are loved infinitely because you're part of an infinitely loving, eternal Godhead. That's who you are. You know, as the Bible says, you're created a little lower than the angels. That's actually right. We are unique we are yeah. eternal, and we are all powerful. And once again, my, my website is robertagrimes.com. I answer emails, so if you have any questions, don't hesitate to contact me there. I also um, do podcasting at webtalkradio.net. You can find me there. And I'm just very eager to help anyone who wants to be, you know, enlightened in any way. I spend a lot of time every day just answering people's questions. Awesome. Wow. Thank you for today. Hey, everybody. um, I want to just say that if you've missed any part of this, um, please uh, know that this will replay tonight. Uh, For those of you that have received the books, uh, we're going to send your names over to Roberta, who loves to send them out personally. Uh, And thank you all for tuning in. Roberta, thank you so much for today. And boy, I hope you will come back because there is quite a bit more to talk about but i yeah. love i love how you talk about the freedom of love i oh, love oh thank you so much dear i've loved being with you we'll we'll do this again soon you bet let's take a short break everybody we've got another hour coming up we're ready for it it's going to be amazing dr kelly neff is in the house The preceding audio was via a Skype call.